We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. What is up, Nets fans? Welcome to the Brooklyn Buzz, presented by OTGBasketball.com. I'm your host, Nick Faye. With me, as always, the great Jack Manuel. What's up, Jack? Man, it's going to be a wild night, and I wonder what's going to happen next. Nick, uh, I've got Twitter on at the same time as recording this. I'm multitasking, mate. Yeah, multitasking. Jack and I were literally on the verge of recording the Brooklyn Buzz, and then all of a sudden, LeBron signs with the Lakers, and we had to switch it up real quick, drop another pod. But we're going to talk Nets. We may talk a little LeBron at the end. It's been a busy day for the Nets already. July 1st, active in free agency. Joe Harris signed back up two years, $16 million right away. And then a couple, maybe an even an hour later, Ed Davis signed a one-year deal, $4.4 million. Initial reaction to the Nets being active early? Uh, it's an awesome – I mean, Sean Marks knows what he's doing, Nick. We've, we've marveled at him on many occasions. You know, the Joe Harris deal, um, it was the one that I was most worried about. I mentioned on the outlet <laughs> as well. Um, I'm so happy that my boy is back. Uh, a great deal for both parties. You know, the fact that he gets um, well compensated for the two years allows him to he- head into free agency as well uh, following the two years. Uh, and, and at the same time, you know, the Nets sort of get back their guy, you know, sort of sign him around that sort of uh, mid-level uh, exception for the non-taxpayers, you know, $8 million per year. I think it, it works well perfectly. Um, and Ed Davis as well, you know. This is just a low-key awesome signing for those that um, aren't in the know about Ed Davis. You know, we were talking about uh, on the last episode, we were asked about toughness and rebounding. Um, Ed Davis, we didn't really um, mention his name, uh, but we didn't really see it coming up. You know, there was a lot of other teams that were in the rumors for his services and, you know, the more likely that he would re-sign with the Portland Trailblazers. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I don't know which one. I, I'm definitely more happy about Joe Harris, uh, but what are you more happy about, Nick? I'm definitely happy about Joe being back, but I think I was more surprised about the Ed Davis thing. Ironically enough, I know this sounds corny, but I did have him written down as a name. I just happened to never mention him because, like Jack, you said, you know, I thought he would definitely resign with Portland with all the love that he gets, and I thought other teams would send a better offer. You know, we saw a lot of people talking about Ed Davis being super underpaid at $4.4 million, and he's. I even saw a Portland beat writer put out he's the best backup center in the league. 
obviously a great yeah. rebounder, averaged five points a game, seven rebounds in 19 minutes. He's going to provide, like you said, he checks the boxes, toughness and rebounding and the backup big with some actual interior presence. I think that's what we really lacked last year. And like you said, we brought up on the last show, he's going to fill those marks in a great way. And it's just a nice signing. One-year deal, keeps the flexibility. And he just you're just getting the vibe that he's a player you're going to love being seeing in a Brooklyn uniform. If it's from Dame Lillard complaining about him being gone and to the beat writers or the fans, everybody seemed to be upset that he was leaving Portland. He just has that type of attitude and mentality. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's obviously most likely going to be a one-year sort of rental uh, in that sense of the word. But uh, I'm going to shout out one of my um, Aussie mates on Twitter, Kane Pittman, who's a, a Bucks writer, an NBA writer. Um, the deal for Brooklyn is probably one of the bargains of the NBA free agency. Among all players to hit the floor last season, Ed Davis's 7.4 rebounds per game were the most of um, any, well, the second most of any player, um, or no, the most, sorry, for anyone that played less than 20 minutes per game. And Costa Cooper's was second. So, you know, we wanted rebounding. Uh, we've got it in spades with Ed Davis. And um, I, I love this signing for, for so many reasons. And yeah, I, I think Sean Marks just like, I don't know how he does this. He must have some voodoo mind tricks when it comes to calling up other team agents. And, you know, another deal that we've done with the Portland Trailblazers as well. Yeah, I think it's very interesting, too, that it happened so fast. You know, he thought maybe he'd be on the market a little bit. He said he wanted to re-sign with Portland. Also, something to point out, he's played with Jeremy Lin and Alan Crabb. So both guys kind of know him a little bit more. It's definitely something that's really going to help the Nets. And you mentioned, you know, being that backup big, I think the Nets can play a little bit small now where they can maybe get away with playing, you know, three wings out there and one point guard or two guards and two wings because they have a true center that can rebound. You know, in the past where they had to play a Quincy Ace or a Ronde at the five or even a Dante Cunningham, the rebounding really hurt. But when you have a dominant rebounder out there, it kind of allows you to clean up. And Kenny even mentioned on one of his latest radio interviews, you know, at times we played some pretty good defense, but we couldn't get the rebound. Yeah, he's automatically our best rebounder right now. Um, Nicholas Letourneau, uh, I'm sorry if I'm saying your wrong name, Nicholas. Um, awesome um, content from him in terms of his moments. Um, put out some great moments uh, of uh, Ed Davis last season. You know, his rebounding, his offensive rebounding. Um, and in terms of the fact that, you know, the Nets miss a lot of shots. We take a lot of three-pointers, but we miss a lot of them. Uh, that's going to leave a lot of opportunities for Ed Davis to have an absolutely monster season and get paid going into the next season, wherever he ends up. Or who knows? You know, he might absolutely love it in, in, in Brooklyn. You know, we make the playoffs and we show some rise. Uh, but at the same time, he's going to provide some absolutely immense value to our Nets. And talking about Nick's moments, one thing he really pointed out was the positioning he does, you know, on a pick and roll. And he isn't necessarily the best roller, definitely not the best rim runner. He doesn't have like that super crazy athleticism, but he does a great job fighting for, fighting for position. You know, guys coming off the pick and he's pulling up for three. You could definitely see Ed Davis down there grabbing the board, getting a putback, just providing that energy and that toughness, probably setting some good screens. Definitely really looking forward to Ed Davis in a Nets uniform. He just really, like I said, he just seems like a player that's really going to fit well in Brooklyn. The crowd's going to love him with that grit and that toughness. Yeah, uh, and I think it's just going to be um, every single night, you know, you know what you get out of Ed Davis. We talked about um, the role players that we have with Joe Harris off the bench as well. You know, Joe Harris and Ed Davis in lineups is going to be, you know, absolutely mesmerizing to watch. They just, you know what you're going to get from them night in, night out on um, and, you know, our rebounding is one thing that we, we severely lacked. I hope Coach Kenny allows sort of Ed Davis to, to do his thing and sort of uh, allows him to sort of just beast on the boards. And, you know, I, I, I want to see, you know, not just 20 minutes from him off the bench. I, I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, 25, 28 minutes for him because the role's going to be there. He's going to want to prove himself. 
Uh, and I think Coach Kenny is going to hopefully utilize that. Yeah, and it's a great, you know, practice partner for Jared Allen to toughen, toughen him up, teach him some things about rebounding a little bit. If Jared Allen can improve his rebounding as well, it'll help the Nets make a big jump in that category. But getting back to Joe a little bit, you talked about it, two years, $16 million. This deal works out for both parties. Not only does it provide flexibility for the Nets on the two-year deal, next year, hypothetically, it's a one-year expiring $8 million deal. They could move him if they wanted more cap space, but it also provides Joe hitting his prime, you know, mentioned by somebody on Twitter, Matt and AQ mentioned this to me, that he'll be hitting his prime and he can hit the free agent market and try to get a bigger contract. So it really works out for the Nets and Joe Harris. It does. And in terms of it gives us sort of that cap flexibility that we've been talking about uh, going into next season, uh, it works out well for Joe. Um, this was obviously, um, as much as I was worried about it, um, it, it almost seems like it was fait accompli. Um, that Joe talks about his love for, for the Nets. And who knows, after this two-year deal, we could probably see him in, in, in Brooklyn for even longer. But at the same time, you know, you know what you're getting from Joe Harris, you know. Um, the second, the best three-point shooter after the All-Star break at 40, over 47%. The second best driving percentage in the NBA behind only the king himself. I LeBron think James. actually LeBron finished, I mean, uh, Joe Harris finished first. I just read on Nets Daily that he finished first over LeBron. So how incredible is that? Well, Joe who needs who needs LeBron James, Nick, when we've got Joe Harris? I mean, come on, three-point shooting and driving, that's all you need in today's NBA. <laughs> Um, uh, I mean, I'm obviously uh, somewhat biased, as as most of you guys who are listening know. But yeah, it's just perfect for for Joe Harris, and I'm I couldn't be happier for him, and I couldn't be happier for the Nets. And not to mention, you know, talking Ed Davis and toughness and grit, Joe Harris brings that too in the wing position. He's not necessarily the biggest, fastest, best athlete out there. The dude's always putting in effort, and he's constantly working on his game. Like you mentioned, the driving, he definitely improved last year. Saw some improvements as a, as a passer. I would not be surprised to see Joe Harris make another jump this season. The Nets believe in him. He loves the staff. He loves Brooklyn. It just seems like a perfect fit. And, I mean, the star free agency off this way is just a great step forward. Yeah, it's just perfect for us. And, you know, there could be some moves. I mean, obviously, the LeBron uh, decision is going to change the landscape of free agency, as it tends to always do, as it did in 2014 and 2010. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what the, where the Nets go from here. Uh, obviously, uh, it's a lot is dictated by Dwight Howard and his decision um, in terms of the buyout, how much he sort of tends to leave on the table. Uh, you know, does he go for fifteen million and you know get a, a mid-level exception deal somewhere else? So he sort of, or is or is is it he who sort of is like, no, you know what? You know, give me twenty million, give me twenty-one million, give me nineteen million. Uh, it's going to impact in terms of the the net sort of move. Uh, the next sort of move the Nets make, or maybe they do already know that. Uh, we, we've talked about um, uh, off the podcast and on the podcast that the deals that the Nets make uh, rarely come out because of the, the cohesion within that front office and you know the, the lack of leaking, so to speak. Yeah, it, that's going to be a big thing, the Dwight, you know, Dwight buyout. Bobby Marks actually pointed out some good things that the Nets could also kind of finagle the way these deals are signed so they can have some more cap space to sign somebody else. It'll be interesting to see what they do, who they go after, you know, if they make a trade of Jeremy Lin or Spencer Dinwiddie or Rondé, who we talked about in the past. But just, you know, giving a quick glance at the bench unit, it's looking pretty nice. Spencer Dinwiddie, Jeremy Lin, Joe Harris, Ed Davis, and then whoever you want to play at the four here and there, I think – the bench unit could really be a nice plus for the Nets this season. Yeah, and you add in our guy, Jana Moose and Rodion Skorax. Like, we've got a nice 10-man rotation. And Karis if he's coming off the bench. I mean, Karis... I assume, yeah. So, like, they yeah. got some really nice bench pieces. There's some depth there. And, you know, that's one thing that we, uh, we've talked about in terms of the, the Nets building. It's just adding talent and sort of growing from there. And I think, you know, having a deeper rotation works well for a guy like Coach Kenny who, who likes to sort of 
um, sparingly plays minutes, sort of, you know, sparse them, so to speak. And, you know, it allows him to sort of like not ride on guys too hard because it can be a taxing system, the, the, the pace and space system that we do play. Um, so, you know, to have those guys, you know, have that sort of depth of talent that we have now. And obviously there's going to be, you know, step-ups from guys, you know, going into next season, Carlos Levert, D'Lo, Jared Allen and the rest. Uh, it's just going to be, you know, onwards and upwards from here. But, you know, the next move is going to be absolutely fascinating for the Nets if they do make one. Um, because there is that little bit of um, space there available. Um, Dante Cunningham is rumored to be heading on out to to Minnesota, possibly. Um, I'd, I wouldn't mind keeping him as a bench piece uh, as well, because you know, unlike Ed Davis, he's a, good, a decent enough rebounder, but he can hit the three point shot. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see who do who the Nets do add with maybe the next move. Yeah, and like you said, it's most likely that they're definitely going to get rid of either Quincy Acey or Dante Cunningham. They won't bring both guys back for sure now. And uh, there's also been, you know, you mentioned to me as well, the J.J. Redick thing. There's been some talk about him possibly heading to Brooklyn. Obviously, that would take a trade or something or Philly making a big move, which seems less likely now that LeBron signed with the Lakers that J.J. Redick will be back with Philly. But a lot of the next move is going to depend on Dwight Howard and that buyout and also the rest of the market. And the LeBron thing yeah. is definitely going to create a lot of buzz as well. Yep, absolutely. And it's just, it's a, it's going to be, the, the dominoes are going to be shifting, you know, left, right, and center. Um, and LeBron is generally the one who dictates that, as I mentioned. But, you know, the Dwight Howard thing is going to be interesting. Uh, I mentioned um, in passing and in jest that, you know, who knows, he could go to the Lakers. Uh, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if LeBron's going to want to play with him. Uh, I know you mentioned on the outlet, you know, JaVale McGee is, is, I probably prefer that as well in terms of, you know, both of those guys are sort of just goofy, tall dudes who can dunk. Um, so at the same time, you know, who knows who, what could happen with Dwight? Uh, it doesn't really matter to us. It's more about us, you know, the, the flexibility that we have. JJ Redick, I would absolutely salivate over. Um, you know, we've added Ed Davis, who feels the need in terms of our, uh, our, our rebounding and our toughness. But I really want to see the Nets get some uh, more elite three-point shooting. You have Joe Harris and JJ Redick in the same lineup. Dear Lord, that spacing is going to be frightening. You, know, yeah, you can play Alan Crabb. <laughs> You have all those three, you know, you play, you know, JJ at two, you play, you know, uh, maybe Alan Crabb can play at the three or the four and Joe, Joe Harris can play up a little bit uh, it, and, you know, Ed Davis at the five, you know, and Jared Allen at the five, who knows? Uh, it's just insane possibilities that we could get a, a guy like him. And, you know, there was talk of him sort of heading to Brooklyn before he signed that big, you know, one-year deal. Um, his family, uh, his wife and his kid are, are, re- are residing in Brooklyn. Um, so he makes the trip up to, to Philadelphia, you know, every sort of day, every sort of time that he needs to. Uh, in the offseason, he lives in Brooklyn. So uh, I'm sure his, his wife was the uh, saying, you know, he wanted him to play for Brooklyn. But obviously, J.J. Redick obviously wants to have that sort of winning culture. And, you know, he might see what's happening in Brooklyn now. Maybe Philly do, obviously don't have the flexibility anymore and they sort of offer him a bigger deal. But the fact that he's still being rumored uh, is positive signs. Yeah, any big name player rumored to the Nets is big. And having all three guys would almost allow Kenny to play two of them at the same time all the time and really increase his spacing or definitely have one on the floor at all times. But it's definitely speculation because it seems like the Sixers are more likely to retain him now. Talking LeBron, how much does this help the Nets that LeBron went west? You know, next year has always been the hype about the big offseason signing the big free agents. Now you can really sell a pitch that like, all right, the Nets are in great shape. We can bring on two max guys and now you can win the East and go to the championship. And look, it takes away the cap space from the Los Angeles Lakers that they had. You know, mm-hmm. they could have had that going into next season. So that's one less team with cap space of, and in the opposite conference as well. 
the Philadelphia 76ers still have that. So they'll probably be, you know, sort of the number one team in, in that sort of sense. The Boston Celtics don't. Um, you know, the, in terms of the Eastern Conference right now, you, you know, you've got Atlanta, you've got Chicago, you've got the Nets. Those are the teams that are going to be projected next year probably to have some sort of cap space. Possibly the Knicks as well. Possibly the Knicks as well. And obviously, you know, the Knicks and the Nets, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, is Porzingis healthy? Uh, that could dictate uh, a, a huge sort of swaying of, of like, you know, do I want to go to the Knicks um, now that Porzingis really isn't healthy? Uh, an organization that I'm not really sure about. Or do I want to go to a, a team that has been proven, you know, in terms to build a culture, uh, to t- develop players, uh, to sort of, you know, be really welcoming in that sort of sense. Our facilities are top-notch, you know, that view over the skyline is absolutely outstanding. Uh, and in terms of everything, the, the family culture as well that we've talked about before in terms of guys like Quincy AC, uh, Damari Carroll and the rest, you know, the, if we're sort of getting the older free agents, Kyrie Irving's got a kid as well, you know, um, it, there's lots of things that, you know, play well for the Nets in terms of luring free agents. And the fact that LeBron has left is just another factor that goes in the Nets' favor. Kenny's well-liked, Sean Marks is well-liked. Sean Marks is also very well-liked by agents, which cannot be undersold. He sent all these big-ass offer sheets to all these guys. These guys got paid thanks to Sean Marks sending those offer sheets. So he's doing well in the agent department. If they have the option of a team that maybe didn't send their players, you know, a great offer or something like that, or they have Sean Marks who's helped them in the past big business-wise, they're more likely to go back to him. So there's just a lot of elements that are helping the Nets. And the fact that they can have two max spots and say, hey, we can take you and your friend, you and your all-star friend. And next thing you know, we have some great complimentary pieces and possibly maybe a D'Angelo if he's retained or a Karis LaVert, a Jared Allen, you know, all of these guys that they have on the roster, some of these shooters, it could really fit well for a star. Yeah, and I mean, next season is going to be crucial for luring those free agents, Nick. Uh, it's been mentioned plenty of times on Twitter from uh, lots of Nets beat writers and, and Nets followers. We need to produce on the court. We need to improve. We need to sort of win 35 or so games. You know, obviously. I think an better. eight seed would really be a lock to guarantee a star. I really believe that if the Nets were to lock up an eight seed, which I don't think is out of the realm of possibilities. You mentioned all the offseason jumps they could make, Jeremy Lin being healthy, Ed Davis being a solid, solid ad, and maybe if they add somebody else or they move somebody in a trade. I think the eight seed is, is a realistic type of goal, especially like you mentioned to me off off the show. The Cavs are out of the playoffs now. That's one yep. more spot that opens up. And the, the Nets were to play hard all season long and have similar jumps to what they had last season. Just think about the jumps that Spencer Dinwiddie, Joe Harris, Rondé, Karras, Jared Allen all make. I'm really waiting to see how Jared Allen develops this season. If he has a really big season, that could be a game changer, especially with the lack of centers in the NBA. Having one as mobile as him is as gifted as him, and the potential of him adding a three-point shot would be incredible. Yeah, I mean, that one less spot, you know, if you're talking about, like, teams like the Pistons, uh, the Wizards, uh, all uh, Charlotte obviously will probably be on their way down you know who knows Kemba could get traded to the Lakers um, you mentioned that on the outlet you know there's all these possibilities of the Nets in terms of their consistency and their flow going forward um, it's just going to be one thing um, that I think it, it just bodes well for us and hopefully you know um, we're building something here and I can't see you know all the there are no sort of negative signs you know trickling out of uh, the Nets uh, as it was back in the past with guys like Deron Williams in terms of, you know, locker room, anti-cohesion, you know, there's cohesion uh, and, and then some, you know. There's if anything, coaches. it just got better because of Ed Davis, who seems like he was the most loved person in Portland. 
Yeah, and he replaces basically Dwight Howard, who was projected to be on that roster, and you know, sort of ruin, uh, mess with that a little bit. So uh, it's one thing going forward that you know, it's just everything is just seems to be coming up for the Nets, and you know, move by move, it's like a game of chess. You know, it's not necessarily it checkmate. It's not necessarily checkmate just yet, but we're we're getting those pawns. We're looking for that big queen. We're looking for uh, those sort of two rooks to sort of support us. But you know, we're building. Yeah, if our enemy makes a mistake, we are in a position to capitalize. That's Damn what straight. it looks like right now. So, I mean, we're not trying to hype the Nets up too much, but they're really in a nice position. There's something to be happy about. This Sean Marks regimen compared to that Billy King garbage is 100 times better, and it just feels like things – every move it feels like Sean Marks is making is a positive one. The Ed Davis one, I, I feel like that was the most well-liked move on Twitter. You know, it feels like everybody was giving the Nets love for that. So, you know, Jack and I will be back talking Nets all off season. We're going to probably hop on again as soon as the Nets make another move. But as always, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for hopping on, Jack. Catch us on iTunes, Blog Talk, YouTube, and otgbasketball.com. Introducing Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. Blending the smooth, creamy nitro taste of Guinness with hints of coffee, chocolate, and caramel. Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer, your new favorite part of the day. Look for it where Guinness is sold. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Please enjoy responsibly. Diageo Beer Company, New York, New York. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.